Hello guys and welcome to episode 109 of the Worldwide Chelsea Podcast. It's your host Matt back again uh, after a rather longer break than expected over a month uh, since we last done a pod um, all together. Uh, apologies for that, um, for anyone that did want some content in that time, but we are back, we are firing, we are ready to go, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Jesters. How are you, my friend? Hey, you know, uh, same as I ever was. I don't know if that's good or bad. Probably, probably mediocre, if I'm, if I'm real. Uh, but, uh, it's been an interesting summer. Uh, lots, lots of, uh, twists and turns along the way. Uh, and you find out the stuff you heard beginning of the summer is actually what's actually going to happen. So, yeah, really weird summer, but I'm here for it. Glad to be back. It's been a long time since we've done one of these, just me and you, so looking forward to it. Yes, definitely looking forward to it. I mean, obviously it was, it's been four weeks, which is a long time to do since we've done a stream, but it's been a chaotic four weeks, if I'm honest, and... It's a bit annoying that so much has happened in the time that we are away, but we have, it is the summer transfer window, so it is just twists and turns every single day. And with Chelsea FC, it's never easy going, it's never straightforward, um, apart from one particular deal that seemed to be quite straightforward in the end. Um, so, of course, it is halfway through July now, at the time of recording, the 16th of July. We have signed two players um, so far. Uh, Signing Raheem Sterling, £47.5 million. Pounds, uh, and signing Kunde, which I think was €38 million. Euros, am I right with that, Justice? No, it was Koulibaly. So, yes, Koulibaly. Right. Mm. I probably got the figure right. It completely mashed up in the Koulibaly signed. Uh, right, there there's a big difference there. Big difference. Big, big, big difference. Big difference. Uh, anyway, it's a Koulibaly signed for €38 million Euros, uh, as of this morning at 5am, which was, or 5.30am, uh, which was a bit of an interesting thing. I might have actually been up for that if I stayed up a little bit longer after coming back from the club, but I didn't. I missed it and woke up five hours later and was like, oh, he signed. That was a bit depressing. Uh, not not depressing, but over underwhelming. Um, but there you go. Um, starting off with Sterling, obviously, I haven't spoken to you much about the transfers since it all started happening. Um, so what do you think of Raheem Sterling, do you think that's a good signing for Chelsea Football Club? Well, I guess it all depends on how he's going to be utilised and uh, how Tuchel sees uh, his best attributes. But yeah, I, I think that uh, he is what we think uh, Werner, we, the Werner we thought we were going to get. I guess if that makes any sense. He yeah. is what he is the Werner we thought we were going to get. Yeah, that is that is very true. It's the uh, pre- I, I would I, I would comfortably say this Premier League proven Timo Werner, um, but so hopefully hopefully he does better than Timo Werner uh, because I do not want to see Timo Werner part two. But hopefully he does well. Um, and obviously I know obviously one year left on his contract, uh, so it was quite straightforward in the end. But do you think forty seven and a half million good price for someone that has won? As many honours as he has at City, um, fully international in England, one of the better players playing for England, um, third highest goal scorer for City uh, in their history. Um, do you think that's 
a good, a fairly good price that we've managed to get him for. That was uh, less than we were going to get Rafinha for. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean it was a lot less. So it was not. It was very, very nice to uh, have. And then obviously, Kulabali freshly signed this morning. Um, a very quick and easy deal in the end once it started progressing. Um, obviously, we assume he's going to be. I, I don't know what part of the defence he's going to play, but I'm going to assume he's more the Rudiger replacement than the Christensen replacement. Um, do you think that's a good signing for us to make um, in that back three, obviously, or back four, depending on what it could be? Um, obviously, experienced, um, not a terribly high fee either. Um, do you think that's a good signing for Chelsea to make? Well, I like to answer this with my own question. If Let's say Koulibaly, okay, Koulibaly's our, our center back. Name me a center back that you would happily pay money for to replace Koulibaly. Can you answer that question? I don't think I can, to be honest. Well, there you go. That's that's all you need to know. He is... Uh, when you talk about... We, we, we thought it the uh, world... The word or the phrase world class around a lot. This guy is truly that. This is, you know, N'Golo Conte on his best day, world class type uh, center back we're getting. Uh, he's amazing. He's uh, Thiago Silva and Rudiger put together. I think the physicality of, of Rudiger, you know, the more raw, physical, uh, you know, you see him doing hard challenges, so I, I like that a little bit. You know, what they call a little bit of dog in him, that he'll he'll get you know get in get get into somebody if they have to. You have to have those those type of players that you know the enforcer, I guess you would you would call it. Uh, and he he's that, and he's supremely athletic and. Uh, has a positioning sense that uh, Thiago Silva brings about. So he's ideal for a center back in any league, in any formation. He is elite amongst the elite. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, he, he is a fantastic defender. I think obviously we've, we've been wanting to sign him for years uh, in terms of Chelsea Football Club. Uh, we finally signed him. Um, not too late either because obviously people keep saying oh he's a 31 year old defender but you look at Thiago Silva who's 38 38 years old and is still looking very good Um, and well we know he'll slow down eventually but he's not looking like he's slowing down any time soon obviously it isn't all sunshine and rainbows in terms of Chelsea there's been deals that obviously we've managed to get done deals that we haven't managed to get done um, especially over the last few weeks with a particular Spanish club that is well let's just say having a little bit of money problems but seems to still be signing loads of players um, obviously Sama Dembele uh, re-signs with Barcelona taking a 40% pay cut Rafinha um, signs for I think 75 million euros is that the total with the add-ons I I couldn't tell you I stopped I stopped listening or, or being interested 
in the Rafinha stuff after he decided he wanted to go to Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So whatever fee it was, I think it, I think it actually is lower than what we were offering. Yeah, I think the initial, I think the fee, the um, what do you call it, the fee that you pay up front, um, I think was a little bit less. But I think the constant amount of add-ons that Barcelona want to put on because you know they spend about ten years trying to pay off a player. Um, um, I think it added up to around seventy-five million euros, which is a lot of I think is too much money actually um, for that type of player but there you go um, obviously I know I, as I know you just as you, you never um, if, if a player doesn't sign you don't get too worked up about it um, do you but do you think in terms of obviously I know uh, you've kind of made it clear for Rafinha that you're not too bothered um, at all not signing but was Dembele a bit of a loss uh, on that right side because then obviously Sterling predominantly prefers to play on the left. Um, Ziyech looks like, as we'll speak about in a little bit, looks like he's moving on. Um, do you think Dembele's a bit of a miss to play on that right-hand side at all? Yeah, I mean, you, when you can... It, it always hurts when you can't... You, you, you could have, but didn't bring in a quality player, right? Even Rafinha, it's not like it's... It's... Uh, Oh, oh well, it's a, we missed on a quality player. Uh, they they bring they would bring you something to the team, so somebody else has to step step up, or there has to be another signing in that position group that gets you somewhere close. And there's not too many uh, players that exist that are of the level or higher than your. Um, Dembele's and your Rafinha's, right? They're they're in a, an upper tier of of the elite players that are out there, and so you look around and Gnabry's resigned, so that's off the table. Uh, although I've heard rumblings of Sané now, which makes sense to me because I think uh, Tuchel's looking for a left foot on the left side. So that the uh, we could be end up playing a a the hybrid four four two that we saw this year, where one of the center midfielders acts as a as a holding midfielder in in a sense that'd be Jorginho, and then you'd have one of the two frontmen drop in and play a false nine and help build up play, which would most likely be your Kai Havers. You'd put Mason Mount on the right. You put. Um, if if this went out, if this if this is a deal we made, you put Leroy Sané on the left, and then you would put um, you would pair with Kai Havertz. You would have uh, Sterling, and that and then you'd rotate people through that could play in multiple positions. I think that to me that would make sense if you're looking at somebody like Sané. Yeah, that make that makes sense. I mean, I personally am not the biggest fan of Rosano, but as I've kind of suggested throughout most of the window, I'm kind of if Tuchel wants that player and Tuchel's convinced he can make that player work, I feel like I'm just like, yep, yeah, let's go, let's try it out, let's see how it goes. If it doesn't work, then obviously it's on Tuchel um, for not making it work. Um, but yeah, I think then I think as you kind of, as you're kind of, like, I'm not massively fussed about Rafina. I think he's a 
he's a decent player, but I wasn't overly want. He, he's not one of them players that I'm like get at all costs, um, especially for the fee that he eventually went. Um, Dembele, I'm a bit, despite what I think about his personal attitude and personal problems he's had before. He, I think he would have been a player that would have really suited us. Um, so I'm a bit annoyed about that, but it is what it is. Um, are you a little bit surprised with how, obviously, Barcelona managed to sign both of them? They now seem like they're going to sign Lewandowski. There's reports they've put in fees with Bernardo Silva now. Um, and then potentially they supposedly still want uh, Alonso and Azpilicueta. Um Are you surprised at how they can spend this money despite the problems that they've had? Um, yeah, quite uh, shocked at the begin- in the beginning. I'm not so not so much now because you know once they started signing people that they weren't supposed to have the money to sign, they're like, okay, this has to be a loophole uh, in, in how they do fiscal years, and that's exactly what it is. Um, so. I, you know what, whatever. <laughs> I'm at the point to where it, okay, whatever. Just sign who you want to sign. Uh, and, you know, amazingly, these were the names that were always linked to, uh, to Barcelona from the beginning of the transfer window. Um, and it looks like we're getting get the players that we were linked to at the beginning of the transfer window. Which is good for us because the other the other player we were linked to was was Kunde. So if that's if that's the case and you lose Dembele and you lose Rafinha but you get uh, Koulibaly and you get Kunde, well, defensively speaking, and as far as uh, quality, you've upgraded big time having those two players on the team. So yeah, you miss a Dembele. Yes, you miss Rafinha and what they would bring, but. If you then turn around and uh, after you sign, you put a, a, another defensive player, whether it is a left, another left back if Emerson goes, or if it's another defender to be named uh, that we don't have an idea about, and then you bring a Matias Nunez in, which is uh, now, you know, starting to get stronger links with that, uh, who is a quality midfielder. Uh, Pep rates him some of the best, one of the best in the world. And then you look at the end is, hey, we can bring in Leroy Sané as well to cap this whole thing off and have Sterling and Sané. I believe they played together before. Yeah, they have both played with each other before, which is, would be a nice little, um, combination between the two. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that that's if, – if we do that this window, I think it's a 10 out of 10 window. You've massively upgraded your defense from even the, the, the defense that won uh, Champions League. You've, you're able to go to a back four. Uh, Nunez would be the Jorginho replacement. Uh, you have Connor Gallagher into the mix of N'Golo Conte uh, and Mateo Kovacic. Uh, you've got Mason Mount, you've got Leroy Sané, you've got Christian Pulisic, you've got Callum Hudson-Odoi, you've got uh, Kai Havertz, you've got Raheem Sterling, 
Uh, did I say Sane? If you had Sane to that, yeah. it's 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 a group of players that you can win things with. Let's just say that. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think, obviously, I I, ha- I said quite clearly at the beginning of the window um, to most people that. I don't expect all the problems to be fixed in one window. We've got so many problems. We've obviously got Bowley, who he's been absolutely fantastic in the job he's doing, but he is one man doing possibly two or three people's job. Um, he's working really hard. He's hustling um, very well. But at the end of the day, you can't you can't do everything in one window when you've got so much to deal with. Um, so... I do expect it to take January probably as well, especially in terms of the stuff that outgoings, as we'll explain, um, and then even some more incomings um, next summer. Um, it, I don't expect to be fully fledged challenging for the title, winning the title this season, um, because we still need we need a lot of players in, we need a lot of players out. Um, but with the, the, the progress we're making. I'm I, I'm happy, and should we get the signs that we might look like we're getting, I'd be very very happy uh, with the window, and I'd probably agree with you. I don't like to give tens all the time, uh, but it would be as close to a ten as I could possibly get um, potentially. Um, obviously, there are other players that potentially at the, in that are not linked to Barcelona that we're not signing. Uh, obviously to do with another team beginning with B, um, Delict, um, we were briefly linked to, everyone got very excited, then he looked like he was going to Bayern, now it potentially looks like he's staying at Juventus, um, what did you think of Delict as a player, do you think he could have been a good signing for us, um, obviously I think when I speak to people about Delict, it seems to be either people rate him, or people don't like him at all, um, would you say you're in either camp, or would you say you're in the middle of that? that? What? Well, no, I I would have rated that signing. Um, he's far better than people give him credit for. Uh, he's just 22, right? All right, and, and people say, "Well, we have Chalaba. Why do we need to let?" Well, <laughs> let's maybe slow down on that just a, a tad bit here. I like um, Chalaba, but. That is that is wow. that that's that's mad that's a madness in and of itself. Uh, Delix is a good player. I would have been happy to have him, but you know, again, we're looking at fee, and if there's an amount of money we're spending, and you can get Kulabali for for what we got Kulabali for, it's a no brainer. You say, okay, well, have fun in, in in Bayern if you're going to Bayern, or have fun at Juventus. We're going to go get Kulabali. And be done with this. Uh, and it's the right choice to make for the club in a, in a fiscal uh, responsibility w- uh, manner. And it's a good look. You, you talk about, oh, we're going to sign all these young players. This is another thing I heard. We're going to sign these young players, and who's going to lead? Who's going to be the leaders in the team? Well, now you have uh, Kulabali in. You've got Raheem Sterling in. <clears throat> so whatever you think of them. Uh, of those people, they they have the experience to, to that they've been in situations before that you need leadership in, and they stepped up. You know, 
that's what I've, I've always been told about Sterling. You know, he does have his his Timo moments, but he does step up and he he does put the ball in the back of the net on a pretty consistent basis, uh, better than than what we have right now. And Kulabali is is like again, there's not two other too many other center backs you put in around his name. Yeah, one of the and we have one of the other ones. It would be Thiago Silva, and everybody is worried about his age, but for for a specific match, he could start a pairing, a center back pairing, and it had to be two 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 center backs on the team. There would be no other pairing but Koulibaly and Silva. As there's no better pairing in the world than that. Okay? And they might not last a whole season because of Silva's age, but for a one-off game, you're not finding any better. There's no pairing in the world that's better. Not Matt Tiffin, Van Dyke, not, not uh, 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 Kanate and Van Dyke. I'm not hearing that. So then you step, step up and you've got Chilwell and Reese James, that's the best back four in the world. Nobody can, can beat that. So, I, you know, everybody can, can say what they will, but you're talking about a, a, a revamped uh, defense uh, that's world-class in every position, legitimately. And then you look into the midfield and, you're adding a Gallagher and what he brings, his energy. You're, you're, uh, potentially bringing in a Matthias Nunes and, and his height and his ability to be able to build play, but break up play on the other side of that, be more def- you know, more on the defensive side as a, as a central midfielder, as that holding, uh, midfielder would be. And so you have a making of a very good energetic, high pressing, uh, high line, uh, where you have your, your, uh, fullbacks pinching in and it's going to be hell to play against. It's going to be hard to get out. And once you do get out, you're going to have two of the best to deal with that in the back. So good luck with that. Yeah. I think they are in terms of Kulavali and, um, Silva, definitely a fantastic pairing. Um, yeah, I would say one of the best, if not the best in the world, um, for stop. Um, I think with the defence now, I think it is more, especially for both sides, both, both Chilwell and James is finding people behind them to not just be back up, but to challenge them um, and push them on, keep them getting better and better and better. Um, because obviously, especially if it becomes, if they are wing-backs, uh, not Obviously, full-backs are still going to be putting a lot of work, but with the wing-backs, they do do a lot of work. So you do need backups for them because otherwise you see what happens when you only have two wing-backs um, or two competent wing-backs because I wouldn't class Alonso as competent. Um, but there you go. Um, obviously, there was another centre-back that we, for me, in my opinion, thankfully, we didn't spend the money and get. Um, Nathan Ake from... Obviously, Manchester City, former Chelsea player. Um, after arguing constantly with Sadiq on the channel, saying Manchester City want 50 million and we're not going to get him, 
and it's a waste of money. He said, oh, no, it's going to be 41 million. It turned out that the, rule, the, the papers all then come out and said it was 50 million and it's not happening anymore because Chelsea don't want to pay that. Um, obviously, you can tell by my uh, opinion from me just saying that how I feel about it. Um, did you understand this transfer at all? Well, I, uh, if I'm not talking about price, sure, just the, the player, the position, and what he does, yes, I understood it because he would be, you know, one of one of the center backs. Uh, first of all, I, I guess we should start here. Even at that $50 million uh, pound price, he was going, still going to be cheaper than Kunde. I think Kunde can run 55 million uh, pound, as as we said right now. Uh, so he'd be cheaper and does the same thing. He plays a center back position. He, he's basically a backup in, in two different positions, center back and, in his case, a left full back. Well, that doesn't happen because you don't want to pay 50 for him. Your, your, your market on him is, you know, 40, let's say. That's what your that's what your data says he should be is forty. Okay, so am I going to pay ten more for Ake, or if I'm or am I going to do just five more than I would have paid for Ake and get Kunde, who was my original target anyway, and can do the same thing on the right hand side, and then I'm looking for a left a backup left back if. Emerson does indeed go this summer. We need to then that that would become the third defender they're going to bring in. I, I think I know they're talking about three center backs, but I think he'd be, be satisfied with three defenders. Um, you know, if one of those if the other defender is Kunde, who can back up both center back positions and the and the right fullback position. And then you've got Chalaba on top of that and whoever else. And you can bring in, if Emerson does go, you can bring in a Sosa or a Rom or whoever they're looking to lay that position. Then you're looking at, you know, being set in, in, in all those back four positions with three, with three, uh, buys. And I think that'd be outstanding work. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, uh, I just, uh, for me, the price of bringing Ake back for that amount, uh, especially with Kunde being not that much more, and I do think Kunde is a much better player. Um, I know there are people that do rate Nathan Ake. I just don't really see it that much, personally. I Obviously, I understand that to be at Manchester City, no matter how far down the pecking order you are, you do have to be a good player. Of course, I understand that. But I would just feel it's just, Wait. If if it was thirty five million that was being offered, um, I'd, I'd consider it because obviously it's a lot less than Kunde. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, he can play left full back. I got people saying that he can play left wing back. I don't think he's athletic enough to play a left wing back. That's why I got a bit confused with that. Um, and I did get the idea. I did get the the comment as well that potentially he could play. Defence and midfield as well. So, should Tuchel want to do a formation where he starts defensive in a back three and then when we attack, Ake moves into the midfield? 
I understood that part a little bit. Um, but for me, I didn't think that was worth the fifty million pounds. Um, I'm kind of a bit glad that we've again we're looking to go for our original target, our first choice target, um, and not my issue was as well. I didn't want to give fifty million to Man City to then go and buy a Kunde, a Delit, and just improve them even more than they already are. I just felt it was giving money that would definitely have improved them and not really get... It's not With Sterling, it's different because you're getting a good player in return. Uh, I don't think Ake would have improved us enough to be worth giving City 50 million straight off the bat. Um, but and that's it why it wasn't done. Huh? And that's why it wasn't done. It, yeah. You know, they, they... I mean, this fan base is, you know... Really, there's a certain segments of it that could just go away and I wouldn't ever be bothered, right? I wouldn't be bothered if I ever heard from them again. And it's constant. You know, they're not happy about this or if this and the thing they're not happy about gets rectified. Well, then then they're uh, not happy about the way it was rectified. And it's it's just the never-ending pantheon of whiny and and completely useless comments by children that don't know any better. They just need to be unhappy. Uh, and I think that the players that we're bringing in, the players we missed out on, it, it's all a plan. It's all being worked brilliantly by somebody who's, who's their first and maybe only transfer market because they're bringing in, I believe, Glick to run this as a CEO or the highest guy, and then they're looking for a director of football underneath him, like an Edwards or uh, Mitchell. So yeah. this might be Boley's only transfer window, and I think he's doing a pretty damn good job for yeah. being in the job for like two months. Yes, and oh, he's almost doing a lot of jobs on his own. That's what I, 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 I thought people, you've got people saying, oh, we haven't signed anyone yet. All these players have signed for other clubs, and that. just calm down. If, if this is the end of the window and we hadn't signed anyone, I can understand you're getting a bit frustrated. I would still make the point that we have Bowley doing the job on his own. So if he messes up, I can understand. I wouldn't be happy with it, but I can understand. Um, but the whining that we've seen from so many people, whether they're kids or grown adults, um, the thing that kind of summed it up as well was the whole Reese Jane number change I honestly couldn't fathom how stupid it was that the whole of Twitter was going absolutely mental in a negative way because Reese James changed his number to a number that people didn't want him to change to um, do you remember that happening it was, I think it was like two weeks ago was it now I, I can't remember the time yeah he changed to 14 yeah and, uh, for, uh, apparently that's, a, that's fraudulent that's not true Apparently it's not true, but well, we we won't know till he puts on the shirt, really. But it's just... well, even in preseason, you don't you don't ever know because that's that's sometimes that's not the numbers they're working on where during a regular season. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> it's just one of those things. People got to find something to complain or bitch about. Uh, it's, either that or their their day is not fulfilled. It's just that. Madness that you can sign two 
two of the best players at their position in the world in Sterling and Koulibaly, and people go, um, that's not enough, give me more. This is like, you're not entitled to shit. Stop. You know, this is spoiled Brad territory here. Okay? They're, they're looking at, they're not looking at bargain basement, hand-me-downs, you know, five-a-dime store type guys. You know, we're not buying players that you've never heard of before that uh, nobody else is out there after. Everybody we're, we're going after has other team other teams that uh that are out there to get and and they're they're quality teams you know you're talking about Koulibaly had Juventus Barcelona whatever they're they've all been uh they've all been after him so there's got to be something good about the player uh then you you look at Koundé and Barcelona again you know there's been talk of Man City Coming in if, if he, if enough people got sold and they got enough money. So these are quality, quality. You had Sterling as well. They were talking about Real Madrid in the last days. So the, again, these are harder deals to get done and he's getting them done for fair. You know, market Koulibaly for under 40 million pounds. Are you kidding me? Come on now. Sterling for under 50 million pounds. That's an amazing deal. So that's 90 million pound on two world world class players that you would put in in the pantheon at their positions. And it, you know, they've shown class throughout their, their careers. And now you're talking about Kunde, one of the best up and coming center backs in the world. And people still, oh, we're still not happy. Oh, let's find somebody who can we tear down now. You know, really grow up, you know, Take, take a chill pill, whatever you got to do to, to, to get off this, this idea that you're, you deserve this or just this, that you're entitled to something that you're not entitled to. The business is being done and the business is good business. Everybody just needs to keep their cake hole shut and let these men, these men work. And at the end of the, the window, if it's, if it's not good enough, then we can complain or if it, it, it the product that's on the field is not good enough. Then you complain, but you know, you're complaining about we don't have every world class player in the world coming to us. I don't understand that mentality. Uh, uh, your guess is as good as mine. I think we've already had a very decent window. Um, obviously, these players can still fail. It is, there is the potential chance that they may, and if they fail, Hindsight is a wonderful thing, but that we all liked these sign-ins when they were first made, so um, it's one of them things. But I think we've, we've, we've had a good window. Um, as you said, we've spent £90 million pounds on two world-class players. Uh, just compare that to last transfer window when we spent £100 million on a bag of cement. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's already ten times better than last window. Um, and this is this is coming from someone that has no experience in football. Obviously, has other sports that he's been involved with, but this is compared to someone that has been running Chelsea Football Club for a long period of time. Um, so, the the difference is is is, is absolutely polarising, uh, and it's fantastic to see. Um, obviously, going into Kunde, um, obviously that is something that is riling up again. Um, I have a little theory on this, um, because obviously. 
it was going smoothly. It seemed like Kunde was always going to get done. Uh, he then had that he had that injury, uh, which then obviously everyone panicked. They said, "Oh, yep, he'll be fine. He'll be he'll be okay by mid July, um, and that the deal will still happen." Which everyone calmed down. Then you had the rumours, obviously, where it came out that Tuchel no longer wanted Kunde. It was a club choice, not a um, Tuchel choice, which obviously meant that for me it would have been dead in the water. But now, obviously, suddenly it's coming back. Now, I was always, I was questioning today. I was like, why would it come back if Tuchel didn't want him? If it was a club option? But my theory was, I was saying to a couple of people, and they've agreed with me. It seems coincidental that it's now the middle of July when he's supposedly back fit that we're suddenly going back in for the deal. So I wonder whether it was always a smokescreen a little bit, assuming maybe the, the, the whole delict thing, that we were going to go for Kunde anyway um, and that we were just waiting to make sure that the injury did go all, all OK because obviously we have signed injured players before in Timio Bakayoko, among others, and obviously they haven't gone well. So... I, I wonder whether it is that. Do you think that is a a bit of a more reasonable reason why it's gone from we were signing him to we're not to we're signing him again? No, I think that the, we all got hooked in using term the poor terminology, and we get that from of course the the ITKs and the journals. I I don't think that it wasn't, and I used it. I I use the same te- terminology, so I'm at fault as, as well, but. You know, we're just when we say it, we it's not because that's the terminology we would use. This is the terminology that has been reported that uh, it was a board uh, a board signing more than a Tuchel signing. And I think probably what the best explanation for that is um, in in rank of priority. I do, I think that Tuchel's priority was to get a Koulibaly, Delict type center back first. Somebody who is physical, tall, a destroyer, right? And then <clears throat> after that, he would look at Kunde, your Akes, who are more, they're smaller, uh, more mobile, um, can play multiple positions. And so that, I think it was more a priority based thing than. Tuchel doesn't like the guy, uh, and and that's part of the ter- because of the terminology we're using that had was reported on. And I just don't think that's the case at all. I think that number one, his number one choice center back was uh, uh, in the mold of a Delic or a, a, a Kulubali. but you know, big, tall, physical presence, a destroyer, big, big time in the air, um, and then you would look at the smaller. Um, more mobile option. Even though with Kulabali, he, he's quick enough. He's quicker than if I as fast as Rudiger. So it's it's you know it's a bonus. That's just bonus points. Uh, so I think that's the way it, it it's actually. If you look drill down into it, that's probably more realistic as far as far as terminology is. He wasn't Tuchel's first choice option as a center back. It was the you know, the Lit Kun uh Kulabali and then uh although he probably recognized how good the talent was, he'd be happy to look at 
at Kunde after that, and that's where we're going. And hopefully that works out as well. That that secures your right side for the for the year if you're going to go to a back four. And you notice I haven't been talking about wing backs because we haven't been linked with any wing backs other than you know your Sosas and your your Roms and you know I guess Klaus. But those have all kind of kind of gone into the ether. It leads me to believe that we're going to end up going to a back four. Uh, you know, that, that the hybrid back four we saw, uh, four, four, two we saw last year, which is fine with me. Um, if that's where you, where you get the best out of if Kai Havertz and if, if you get the best out of whoever's in those positions and then let's do it. Let's open this puppy up and see what we can do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I mean that you do you do make a very good point as well with that. Um, I mean, it could be it could be either um, of what is actually happening, but the most important thing is that we get Kunde over the line, which I think, if I'm right, looking at the speed of how we've been getting deals done, hopefully, end end of this week, well, end of next week, um, we should have some sort of idea. Of that it should be done or they're, they're, they're about done. Um, obviously, we have the delay that everyone has to fly over to America before getting announced at the moment, um, which is fine. As long as we get the player, that's all, it's all that matters. It doesn't matter if it takes an extra day, um, although certain parts of Twitter will disagree with that. Um, but it is what it is. Moving on from the defence. I just thought of one thing real quick. Go on. on Koundé, uh, Koundé is French and Charlotte... Uh, I want to say Charlotte was, and I could be wrong, was named after the Queen of France. That does ring a bell, so it might, you might be right there. I'm just, just coincidence, much? Just say it. I mean, obviously, he's, they've done they've done Vegas with Tullabali, they've done LA with um, Sterling. Sterling. Um, unless they're going to just fly off to some random... Unless they're just going to fly them off to New York first and do a New York or something. Uh, but it would make sense just to do it in Charlotte where the media team is. Um, so that is that is an interesting thought. Um, fingers crossed that is true because then, then we'll come back on the uh, pod next time and then just be like, yeah, well, we were right once again. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Um, moving on, obviously, from the defence now to... Um, midfield options obviously it's well and truly said that it's midfield's not the biggest priority uh, if I'm right by what the journals have been calling it a luxury option uh, I just think it's a bit lower than the pecking order than the defenders and the attackers because obviously that's just such a threadbare area um, at times uh, but we have been linked with a couple of names um, obviously the first one that was linked in terms of chronological time uh, Matias Nunes, which was a rumour that come very quick, was then ended very quick, and then has been rumbling on again over the last few days. Um, obviously, I don't know a lot about this player. I don't watch a lot of Portuguese football myself. Uh, so, Jess, I'll be relying a little bit on you. Um, in yeah, terms, I watch all that Portuguese football, you know. Huh? <laughs> I think because I watch all that Portuguese football. You you watch more football than me, so I, 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 that is the only way I'm... I'm I have watched probably 20 minutes of clips of him. 
and most of it was wasn't even actually some of it wasn't even matches it was just training clips that someone put up so I was like oh god this is what I'm having to look at try and base off a player I'm not going to have the best of opinion but as you did say before the pep quote that said when he played City uh, that he was one of the best midfielders in the world right now which is, which is always nice to have that comparison but do you think that's a good type of player to sign um, at the moment for Chelsea? Well if, if again we're talking about the position type, the prototype, uh, prototypical player that Tuchel wants in that position, the Jorginho slash holding midfielder position, um, uh, then yeah, because he's six one, uh, he's a lot more physical, faster, more athletic, uh, taller, uh, you know, whatever you want to say on the on the physical side than Jorginho, and supposed to be able to, you know, be the Cesc Fabregas as well, build up and, and pick out a pass. And whether he is that or not, I, I couldn't tell you because I did not go search YouTube and other venues for uh, sporting uh, Lisbon's game from, games from last year. So I... Now, I've seen the clips from the Champions League game where they played Liverpool, and he seemed like a good physical hard player that breaks up play and and good on the ball. Great if if Tuchel if that's what Tuchel wants from that that position type and that that he fits that prototype, then bring him in. If that's if he can get the fee and that's what he's valued at and everybody agrees, then bring him in. Let's go. I. I could care less anymore. Um, you know, to those people who say, well, he hasn't done anything. Well, every player was in, uh, I haven't done anything in the Premier League most, for the most part, right? Yeah. <clears throat> for the most part, there's other league, they come from other leagues and, and they gotta prove themselves. If this, if this kid has these, this stuff that, that Tuchel is looking for, and Tuchel puts a stamp on it, then by all means, go get it done. And that's all I'm going to leave it at, is if that's the, if that's the guy and it's 50 million, uh, I think it's 40 and 10 on add-ons, um, then so be it. Yes, exactly. I mean, obviously, should he sign, um, I do have a friend uh, on Twitter that does watch a fair amount of Portuguese football, so we will definitely get him on to at least explain a bit more about Matias Nunes, so we're not as clueless as we are now about the player. But yeah, from what I've, from the small parts I've seen, I think he'll be a good signing. Um, so hopefully, maybe at some point in the window, it does happen. Um, the only other centre mid that we've really been properly linked with um, is. Frankie Dion of Barcelona uh, saying the word that's been pissing off Chelsea fans uh, for most of the summer. Um, obviously, it's a bit of a complicated situation. He was supposed to be going United. Um, that seems to have faltered for what it seems to be a multitude of reasons. There's complications on his side because he's waiting for wages that he was uh, he deferred in, I think it was the pandemic, uh, that he hasn't been paid. Um, 
So it, it is a bit of a complicated one, but Chelsea do seem apparently interested to take advantage of it potentially. Um, obviously, we spoke about Nunes, and we don't know too much about Nunes, but I think we both know a little bit more about De Jong. Um, would De Jong be the type of player that you would take at Chelsea Football Club, or do you think we should more just focus on a Nunes who would be nearly half the price? Well, I think it's the same player. Uh, again, same prototype. I think De Jong started out his... He faced centre-back some even for Ajax um, when he was there. I do remember uh, he flirted with it. He, yeah, he, he in terms of like a cover position, he did play sometimes in centre-back, but not obviously predominantly. Right, but I'm saying, again, he's the same prototype. Good athletic on the ball, can pass, can break up play, uh, you know, press resistant, that type of thing. He's the same player as Nunez. So, again, you get Frankie de Young for $80 million or Nunez for half that price, and then um, you've got that money to spend elsewhere in your team. Is there that big of a jump? You know, double is is young double is doubly as good as Nunes. Well, I don't think that the ownership group or Thomas Tuchel thinks that that they are, and uh, so I think that 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 we'll go ahead with Nunes and bring him in. You know, he's Portuguese, so maybe he has a little flair that we've been missing from the. And Cesc Fabregas left. You know, he was, he was Spanish, but, you know, same, same peninsula, right? Yeah, similar. So uh, again, why not? Let, let's, let's shoot the shot and let's see if he comes off. And, um, if he's as good as people say he is, as Pep says he is, then it's going to be a plus. It's going to be an addition. So. Yeah, definitely. I think, for me, I, I'm always, I'm not entirely convinced on De Jong as well, because obviously I do get a bit nervous with Eredivisie players, but people that are originally from Eredivisie, because it is such a big jump from the Eredivisie to the Premier League, um, and we've seen more players than, more players fail than succeed. Um, even in the case of Hakim Ziyech, to a point. Um, but I don't, and obviously I know people are going to be screaming, oh, but he's a Barcelona now, the Liga. But I don't think he's exactly shone the world like at Barcelona. Um, so I'd be a little bit nervous of paying a lot of money. And it does scream of a United signing a big player for big money, and then it doesn't work out. So I wouldn't mind, as you said, paying half the price for... And Matias Nunes is a more of an unknown player um, in most people's eyes. I do like it when I, I do. I do like it when clubs, not even just Chelsea, but when clubs sign a player that is not known to the footballing world. Um, people go, "Who's that?" And then he comes and does very well and becomes a really good player. I do like it when you pick gems out like that. So, and I've always wanted Chelsea to do that, but we don't really do that. We kind of just go for. Big names or names that are relevant names like Bakayoko. Um, well, there you go. Um, so it'd be nice if we can get this. And 
we don't haven't we don't we don't have another player out of the Portuguese player in a while, so it'd be nice to have another one in. Um, um, and obviously that is kind of the midfield options. There's not really anyone that's been majorly linked to us outside of them names. I'm not going to talk about Rice because Rice relevant. Don't want to talk about it. Um, there you go. Um, obviously, in terms of the attack, there is other names that have been mentioned. Um, Gnabry was something that was briefly mentioned before. Now he looks. Like, I think he has signed a new contract at Bayern, so that's dead in the water. Um, the other kind of name in terms of a more winger type is Raphael Leal from AC Milan. Uh, looks to be, if we are to sign him, quite a big fee. Um, he's got two years left in his contract, played obviously quite well for AC Milan. I think he's 11 goals, 10 assists last season. Um, would this be a type of player that you would bring to the club? Or do you think, for, for me, I feel he's a bit too raw for the price that you'd be paying for him right now? Yeah, I agree. Um, although I, I could see why Tuchel would want him if you're playing the... Uh, uh, Sorry, it's something before. popped up. <laughs> Did, Sorry. Yeah, something popped up on my uh, screen. No. But Lars, carry on. Uh, sorry, last last my train of thought. Um, would you say that? Yeah, he he he's he's the type of player that would fit in the in a two striker system or play off the left, right? He but he's again predominantly a left left-sided guy or somebody would play up top and you already have that in Raheem Sterling. So why are you again bringing in the same prototype player? Um, Sané is the other name and yes, he plays off the left as well, but he can, he's played off the right as an inverted winger. Uh, if you wanted to bring in an inverted, inverted winger to that side, which you know, Dembele and, and, and Rafinha are both left-footed, so maybe he is looking for a left foot, either to play on the left-hand side to have in-swinging passes or uh, to flip them and have in, inverted winners or inverted uh, midfielders, if you wanted to say in the full 4 2 So it is, it is what it is. I, I, I think that Leal is, again, $80 million. Is Sané going to be that much? I don't know how 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 much do they want to get rid of him to to to, to maybe bring him to Lick. You know that's why Lewandowski's not there anymore. Uh, they, you know they got to replace Lewandowski. So is it Timo Werner they're going to play, replace him with? Uh, and in that case, you can uh, you can you could see Werner go one way and Sané come the other with cash involved. Obviously, but yeah, you know the options uh, open up after that. So um, if they are again still informatized the lick, uh, they have to replace uh, Lewandowski now in the team. Uh, they, they've re-signed Gnabry. Uh, is you know do they have a replacement and Alfonso Davies already on the team? who can play more forward and usually does for his home country of Canada. So it is what it is. Um, you just have to be able to, to find the opportunities and bring in the, 
the, the player that, that the coach wants and can, can use in this system. And uh, apparently they've had those talks and it seems to be working very well because the two players that we're bringing in absolutely fits what Thomas Tuchel wants from the, from those position groups and those uh, position types. So let's keep rolling with it. You know, if it's Sané, it's Sané. If it's somebody else, it's somebody else. If it's nobody, then they, they didn't find the guy that they thought would bring something to the team. And we just said, you know what, we'll just wait till January, maybe something else comes up. And that's a possibility, too. Is nobody's available that we want. We wait till Jan- the January window when somebody might then be available. You never know. Yeah, exactly. I think for me with the, with the whole Rafael Leo kind of idea, I don't. I, I I just think if if you went if I don't think he I my imagine he won't sign a new contract. Um, but let's just say he doesn't. Uh, he goes into the final year of his contract. Yes, there'll be. Obviously, a lot more teams that would then be interested because he's cheaper, but I don't see why you wouldn't wait for that rather than paying a very overinflated price now um, if you're interested. Because we we probably can wait till... I mean, we've got Sterling, and we may potentially get another striker. Potentially not. But we could possibly afford to wait if he is the right guy and you want to get him. You don't want to pay that much. Um and that also gives him a year to see how he goes, see him develop, and then potentially, should you want to sign him, then you go and sign him. But obviously, you have the competition, but you can almost do a Barcelona and groom him for a few months before, and almost agree it before anyone else does get the sniff before, um, which hopefully will have a techni- uh, footballing directors in ke- in place that we can do that sort of thing. Um but we'll see how that goes. Um, I personally think wait and see in that one. Um, I'm not totally against it, but I don't know if we're going to pay that much for him. Um, but I do think Sane could be an option. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Sane, but again, it's if two if the two can make it work, I don't I'm not I don't mind massively. Um, in terms, of obviously, two final transfers that were plaguing Chelsea fans' mind uh, in terms of the forward line. Uh, obviously, I think both of them are dead in the water. Uh, one is going to Barcelona uh, up front in terms of Lewandowski, and then the other, Cristiano Ronaldo. We don't know what's happening with him. Um, but as Tuchel's kind of said, he doesn't want him, so I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Did you pay too much attention to any of these rumours, or did you think there was kind of something we weren't going to do? Oh no, I was actively pushing for Ronaldo. I mean, just again, he's. I don't regard him as the goat. He he he's one of the greatest that have played, but not the greatest to to me. And to have him at the club is just, of course, just it's a one of those storybook things. So of course, you have, you know, I was all for it, but he really doesn't fit the type of system he's a, a somebody that needs the ball to him to, you know needs the ball at his feet and you can't have too many of those players on one side because then you've got players that don't do anything because the ball's not at their feet or 
you know, it just interrupts the flow of the offense, which we saw uh, with Lukaku. So I, I think it, it, it is a good thing. I, I guess there's still possibility to revive it toward the end if they think, hey, he might be the missing piece. But I, I think that it's uh, a dodging a bullet, something we don't really need. Uh, let Man United deal, deal with all that headache. Uh, uh, and, uh, we can, again, sometimes if you can't get the targets you want, it's better to do nothing. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm kind of the same length of you. I think Ronaldo would have been a fantastic player to have at the club. Um, obviously, as you said, one of the best players, one of the best players to play. Um, sport um, obviously would do a lot of benefits for the club but I always kind of said I, I'd, I'd love him to come but it's up to Tuchel if Tuchel thinks he can make it work then great if it doesn't then I'm not I'm not going to cry about it like some people do um, I think that's obviously happened um, so yeah I think personally we move on I think I don't I, I don't see him wanting I don't, I, don't, I don't know where he goes that's the problem but I don't see him wanting to stay at United. Um, I think someone made a joke that he's probably ne- he probably doesn't know what the Europa League anthem is because he's never heard it, uh, never needed to hear it. Um, but yeah, I I I think that he, I I I can tell that he doesn't want to play at United, and quite frankly, I don't think anyone would want to right now, uh, unless you're some Dutch player that wants to go play for your daddy Ten Hag. Uh, there you go. Um, Moving on, obviously, because we've spent an hour going on about signings coming in, we'll speak a little bit about signings going out. Obviously, for me, I'm generally a little concerned that there's not a lot of talk um, in terms of sales of certain players. Um, but obviously, it is, again, as you said, still early in the transfer window, so we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, the main two that have been going on all kind of summer is Azpilicueta Alonso, both linked with Barcelona as P looks there or thereabouts done it's just a matter of time of when Barcelona choose to do it because um, obviously they're going through stages of buying other players at the moment um, Alonso has coins and off in the last few weeks but well for my sake I hope he does go um, we'll see how it goes do you, do you think them two them de- both them deals will get done yeah I do I think uh that's probably the closer one to getting done. Uh, but I think Alonso will eventually get done with them too. Uh, then you're looking uh, at potentially Emerson going out, uh, Ruben, uh, any any lone players that, that, that were out on loan last year going away. Uh, is, it's all possible. Um I think Gallagher is probably going to make the thing. People keep telling me Gilmore is. I just don't see, uh, especially if we bring in a Nunez, why, how Gilmore makes the team. Uh, so he could potentially be, you know, back with his daddy and, and Everton. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not too fussed about this either, whether Academy or, or my favorite player. I, I don't care. As, as as long as the replacements or the idea is to make the team better, I'm fine with it. Uh, again, I don't, I'm not the one that has their job. To end, I don't have 
my job's not on the line. They don't I have to answer anybody. So, you know, Tuchel, those are Tuchel's decisions, and that's what he wants to do, and and that's uh, the team he selects. Then we just need to, to hold our opinions. Of course, you can have them, but, you know, it doesn't do you really any good because you just look at like a fool after a while. But if that's who, who he wants, then that's who he wants, and we'll just have to roll with it. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, definitely. I think I observe I'd like more players to go. Uh, I'd like there's quite a few players I'd like to go, but if if they don't go, well, obviously we've, we've 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 dealt with them for so long anyway. So why not another year? Um, I I think Tuchel knows his team, and I think if play if certain players want to just sit and not play a game of football season, then it is what it is. Financially, it'd be nice to get certain of these players off the books. I think we've got too many players on too big a wages in terms of Deadwood. Uh, and obviously, that is the problem of why they can't go straight away. Um, but hopefully, we can get as many of them out as possible. In terms of, obviously, the other ones that are being mentioned, in terms of rumours, obviously, you had Hakim Ziyech, um kind of doing a little bit of a Lukaku, sacked his agent, is deciding to plot his move on his own with the help of lawyers. Um, AC Milan, obviously, were linked to him last year, uh, seem to be linked to him all summer again this year. Do you think, unlike last year, this one will get done? Uh, very possible. Uh, they've been talking and flirting for, for quite some time. So, you know, at, at some point, it's either, you know, Go rent a, rent a room for a few hours and get it done already, or 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 or, or, or call a cab, right? It's when the two, you know shit or get us the pot at some point. And uh, I, you know, I think that for Hakim, it it would be a better thing for him to be at AC Milan. I think it fits his way he likes to play. That Syria on the way to Salé play it over in Syria a little bit slower. So I think it's great for him. And again, we have a a glut of of players in that area, which is good sometimes, is you know, because if you have injuries, but bad because those players need to be in the groove. You know, they have to play and get time to be at their best, and to have so many of them and rotating them so so, so sporadically, then none of them get in that groove, and none of them get into their best because they don't get enough time on the field. So sometimes less is more. So if he goes, great. Uh, again, that's just, you know, if if it's good because, you know, he gets to go where he wants to go and, and where he might flourish. Uh, it takes another option off the table, but is it an option that uh, we were going to need to use in the first place? When you, you know, especially if you do bring in Osame. Right is your left-footed uh, attacker from out wide. Uh, if you're not going to use Kai in that position, you need one, and uh, he may, he meets a need. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Um, I, I do hope. I do think Zia should probably go because I don't, I don't think Tuchel will use him as much as as well as much. I think he'll be used as much as he has already, which hasn't been. Lots and lots of tight things, but if he gets the move, we get some uh, 
decent money out of him, then I'm, I'm not too bothered at all. Um, I made a joke with someone. I was like, which which transfer saga has been going on longer? Kunde or Ziyech? In terms of Kunde to Chelsea, Ziyech to AC Milan. Uh, I think we actually looked and the first rumour was actually Ziyech rather than Kunde, which is the shocking thing. Um, but hopefully his future does get sorted because obviously it's clear that I think he would like to go. Um, which I don't want an unhappy player at the club, quite frankly. So there you go. Um, the final thing before we finish, um, and I'm glad to have this conversation with you because you're not, you're not, it's not like you're a Cobham lover. So we can actually have a civil conversation about this, uh, rather than talking to people, other YouTubers that just go on about it. Um, obviously Colwell, Brozier, two Cobham players that could, sold this summer, could go out on loan this summer, could stay. Um, for you, just a simple question, would you keep either of them? Would you loan either of them or would you sell them both? And why? Well, really and truly, uh, the one coming into the summer, or the two you really talking about coming into the summer were Carwell and, uh, and Brosia, right? The rest of them are kind of they're there, but they're not, they're not like your Ampadus, your Gilmores. Um, those two names were other than Gallagher were kind of uh, kind of put up out there as the ones making the team. Could eventually make the team. So uh, Caldwell, it, you know, his options are clear. We're bringing in all these defensive players, which means you're you're either gonna sit on the pine, go out on loan, or say bye bye. And you as a man have to figure out which one of those you want to do. Now people can have their opinion on what's best for the team, what's best for him, but at, you know, he's he has to make that decision. And if he doesn't want the the options of of, of how he can stay with Chelsea if none of those or what he wants, then he's got to go. And it's the same for 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 Brogia as well. If if you're not going to get the things you want here at Chelsea, then you'll have to decide if you want to go or not. And if that's the decision you make, you've got to live with that. And for me, it's yeah, I would I would rather uh, keep Brogia because I think I've seen a little bit more from him. I really haven't seen a whole lot of Caldwell to say. Well, this guy's got to stay. It's so he's so he's so great. I, I'm not that that I doubt that he's that, but I just haven't seen enough to say that we definitely have to have him. Especially knowing that we're going to have, uh, let's see, uh, Koulibaly and Thiago Silva and Koundé and uh, Trevor Chalaba and you know whoever else comes in if you get another center back or if you get a left back instead that's you know he's that's a lot of players to just say I'm better than them and say that so blindly like some have have said uh and bro's the same way is he is has he shown did he show some stuff yes but he also showed long periods of doing nothing so, where what have you done to say I should be in the starting eleven, 
or I should be in the squad every week, week in, week out at a main substitute. Now there is, there are five substitutes, so you get that, right? But you still have to do something to prove that you, you need to be one of those five if you think in the starting 11. So 16, 16 possibilities. That's it. Out of a 26 man squad, so that means 10 don't even, don't figure whether they dress or not. It doesn't matter. They don't figure in the game at all. So you have to do something to put you in a position to be one of those 16. And if you're not, I'm sorry. You got to do what you got to do. But I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I think, Carl Will, I think, I've always said, probably should get another loan um, met to a probably a Premier League team. See how you can do it in the big in the big league um, and then we'll reassess it next season because, quite frankly, he has got plenty of time. I don't see what's the rush of having him in now. I think he's a good player. He could potentially be a very good player, but that's all potential at the moment. He's not there yet. Um, so it would just be nice to get another loan like Gallagher did. Do it in the Premier League. Do it for a, a, a Crystal Palace, a Leicester, a West Ham potentially. I wouldn't say a Southampton because I don't like how Southampton play generally. Uh, I don't think Hassan Hootall really worked well. Um, but a Premier League team of some sort that he can get some decent game time would be fine. And then for Brozier as well, I think because I think we could potentially be a bit, a little bit short up front in a way. I, I'm more inclined to allow him to stay because he might get more game time than most. And generally, when you're thinking about substitutions, attacking players are more likely to be brought onto the pitch. Um, so he's more likely to get game time like that. Um, but if we do have enough options in attack, I would again put him on another loan. Um, because again, they're, they're both young players. They're not. It's not like they're in 21, 22 and they're starting to get on where you need to kind of decide what you want to do and where you want to settle down. Um, they've got time um, to go through. Uh, I don't see what's the issue with going out on loan um, as long as there's a clear plan behind what potentially could happen at the end of that loan. That's the point. Because um, I think I think with Brozier, the problem is I think he started very well, but he is still raw. There is things that he needs to improve on, which... Some of them are still physical things, which naturally, as your body gets older, as you go from still a child's body to a man, you will naturally grow that. Um, I think that will happen. But you again, another loan spell, maybe not at Southampton, because again, Southampton ain't the best team. I didn't feel if he did, he did the best he could possibly do in that team. But say if 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 West Ham need a striker and you want to. You want you want to put him out either on loan or if if West Ham won't take a loan, uh, you have to put a buyback option in there. Then so be it. As I said, these these buyback things, it's almost like a very expensive long loan. Um, and if the, if he becomes good, he comes good and we buy him back. It's, it, for me, it's not that much of a problem. I'd be a bit more annoyed if you just didn't if you just sold him off and did nothing, and then he comes good and then we have to pay lots and lots of money for him. But having these buyback options, I don't see what the problem is. Because especially with Carl Will, it's not Kulabali, it's not Kimpembe, it's not or whoever, uh, Kunde, whatever. It's not it's not them any of the new signings that's blocking them. 
it's Trevor Chalobah that's blocking him. It's Co- you're getting now Coven players blocking Coven players because we've got so many Coven players in the squad, and that's what frustrates me, especially with the Livermento thing. The reason Livermento didn't sign was because he didn't see him getting past Reese James, who is also a common player. So what, you go turn on Reese James because he's not a fresh new common player, he's not your fresh new toy from the academy. I just think people need to be a bit more calm with that. We've got lots of players that come through and not all of them can play for Chelsea. It's, it's, um, it, it, it's not how things work. If, if that was, we wouldn't be at the level we'd be at now. We'd be a Southampton, we'd be a Crystal Palace level team. Um, so my advice would, as to people is just you've got to pick the best talent from the academy, the best have a chance, the rest go out and still have illustrious careers because they've learnt a lot at Chelsea and then they go and do good stuff at other level clubs that may not be the level of Chelsea. And that, that, I think that's the way you, you have to sum it up. you just got to stop listening to these academy merchants that come out and now have signed this player from Arsenal but now they're calling the English Neymar. It's kind of like, stop, just stop peddling this rubbish. Um, so my advice would be not to listen to these people, anyone in the comments, um, and try and listen to a bit more balanced views, such as me and Jester's. Uh, don't want to blow smoke up our own asses, but there you go. I just did. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anything else you wanted to add to that at all? Uh, sorry, I went rant. No, no, you're fine. Uh, you didn't watch the game tonight. Huh? Are you going to stay up and watch the game tonight? Uh, I I had a very late light night last night. Um, so that, this is a yes or no more. question. So, so that, 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 is a, that, that is a no. I will watch it first thing in the morning when I wake up, um, if, I, if I can find some sort of videos on it. Um, but I won't watch it live. Will you? I assume you will watch it live because it's a bit more your time. Yeah, it'll be 8.55 my time. Perfect time for you to crack open a beer or any other lovely drink and then watch the game. <laughs> uh, how do you think the game's going to go tonight? I I I really don't know. Really don't care. Just I'm just eager to see the you know boys get back in play. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of the younger players. Yeah, obviously Kulabali's not going to play, but I think was Sterling's not going to play, is he? No, I don't think Sterling's playing, but I think those have been been in the camp the longest. We'll we'll get the most play time. Yeah, um, just a feeling because they've been there longer, and they if there's a, again a formation change, they were the ones that have worked on that longest. So uh, you're going to see, you know, the, the summer warriors like uh, uh, Mitchie and and Ross and. You know, whoever else shows up in the summertime, and yay, we'll get excited. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy that that we get to watch, you know, our team live. So you know, that's what I'm talking about. Exactly, exactly. I, I do think this is a time now when you do play some of the younger players, the Harvey Vowles that have been there all summer. Well, not all summer because he's been playing um, European football um, in the youth level, but. The younger players uh, get their opportunities just to play games because, again, Club America, they're, obviously they're a Mexican team and they're going to be ready, rough and tumble. But apart from that, um, it should be a team that most of our players should still overcome. Uh, I say should with a big 
Uh, it? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the you, big when you've got Mitchie <laughs> and Ross Barkley in the team, you never truly know. Um, although this is, this is Ross Barkley's time to shine. This is when he becomes, right. this is when he becomes Ross the boss and then turns into Ross Barkley as soon as it hits time for the season. Um, but there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, looking forward to it. I mean, it, we won't see, I don't think, a lot of the first-team players till, well, you'll probably see them play against Charlotte and then the main one is Arsenal, obviously, but the, most of the first team will start playing because that's the game when, obviously, you have to step up the levels. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Chelsea play once again. Uh, it's been a long, well, it feels like it's been a long time, but it actually hasn't been that long. Um, but there you go. Um, that is the, the end of what's been another wonderful podcast, an hour and 20 minutes. That hopefully makes up for the four weeks that you've been missing us uh, so, so much because I know you love to listen to our voices consistently. Um, Jesters, thank you once again for coming on. Thanks for having me. I, I, I'm glad to be back. It's been, it's been a while, so I appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely been a while and hopefully, well, it won't be that much of a gap before we next do a stream uh, uh, pod because well God knows what other transfer business has happened in that four weeks I don't think we can go for a massive review of the transfer window like we just done today um, but yes happy to have you on as always uh, always available for me which is nice um, so guys thank you for listening uh, remember obviously you can catch us on Spotify Apple and all other platforms that are available um Make sure you give us a rating on both Spotify and Apple. We did see that the Spotify one finally has shown what our rating is and that we actually have reviews because Spotify has been funny like that and not showing it, but there you go. Uh, someone didn't give us a good rating, whoever that is, naughty boy, but there you go. You gave us a rating anyway, so that's all that matters. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you hopefully next week. Uh, this is Matt Jesters signing out. Up the shelves.